You're listening to Market Scale Pro AV. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I'm having a conversation with Brian Iwerks, an engineering manager with Dactronics. Brian, how are you today? I'm great. I have to say I'm very excited to get to to pick your brain today because you've spent quite a bit of time in a role as someone who kind of focuses on strategy and product life management, which in LED, in the LED world, which is just a very small part of what you do, I'm always interested in, well, how long is that thing going to last? So let's let's go back in time a little bit and let's talk about how you found yourself in this position at Dactronics. Well, I'm in my 25th year at Dactronics where Actually, that's a good plug. Dactronics is in its 50th year, so it's kind of cool to have that uh, my anniversary coincide. Um, <clears throat> we've had connected products forever, like decades. And so uh, starting out as a software engineer and being involved in that, really had a lot of interest in that area. And, and as I've uh, grown through my career, I uh, got involved in product lifecycle management, and uh, but still had that software development kind of background, interested in that technology. And so IoT, um, you know, with the Internet of Things, I see a lot of parallels, overlap between uh, my interests in, in managing the life cycle of our products, you know, all that data that gets collected by them and, and tying all that together and bring, you know, the IoT uh, the connection there. Having worked myself in the pro AV industry for a while back, you know, way back in the yesteryears of eight years ago. Um, I, I'm really interested in how you approach just the ridiculously rapid evolution of the technology. When you design something, you aren't designing it to be obsolete in three years, but because of the incredible advancements in technology, you might just outgrow a product before the thing is even a teenager, relatively speaking. How do you approach that? Yeah, it's a challenge, you know, and, and every customer has different expectations of, of life cycle. Um, how, how uh, you know, you look at a transportation agency, they may want it to last for 15, 20 years. You uh, look at a billboard, they've got a particular uh, uh, lifetime for that. Um, and those are displays that are used 24-7. Then you go to a sporting application and maybe those don't get used except for events. And so then it's a different situation for how you design that uh, to handle uh, whatever life cycle they may want. And so we often see, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, seven to 10 years as a typical life cycle. I would imagine that you also, as part of your strategy, you also have to start taking into consideration the possibility of future ability to upgrade something. I mean, it can't be just locked off and and closed as a general sort of theory. You always kind of have to have a little bit of an eye towards, hmm, you know what? Let's build this this way because then this leaves us an, an opening that if we had to improve this thing, there's a way we could do it. So does that make you look at modular sort of aspects a little more clear or a little more? Yeah, definitely. So we have uh, our, our products are modularly designed, you know, from a physical sense, the LED modules, which are about a foot square each uh, that make up the face of a display. Those can be pulled out and replaced. You could, if you wanted to extend the life of the display, replace those and get a, a brand new looking display. But 
and, and people do that. Um, I, where I go with your question is more maybe towards the software side of things. And just like in other industries, um, with software eating the world, so to speak, you need to be able to upgrade. You need to be able to uh, add features to, to react, to be agile. And so we design our systems so that we can do that, so that we can uh, release new features, uh, whether something's running out of the cloud, whether it's firmware that, be, that needs to be updated on the display. There's tie-ins there, and, and uh, we can react. Now, you have an opportunity to work across an incredibly broad spe- uh, spectrum of, of other industries. You, you are in a very interesting position that you are part of the medical industry. You have worked in corporate environments. You have worked in the sports and entertainment industry. From your vantage point, what kind of trends have you seen that might have a commonality among all of the industries that you touch? Well, that's a good question. So, you know, I think one, one of the trends in the display industry is towards smaller pixels to be a higher resolution display, just like with your television set at home. You know, you had the old uh, standard definition, then high definition came along, and now there's 4K, you know, things like that. Uh, different other technologies that go along with that to in- increase the the uh, resolution or the visual appeal of that display. And so I think I think we're seeing things like that. Um, maybe there's a connectivity that uh, people want to see in their displays and, and what kind of content you can put up on it. And so there's, there's interest in being able to tie into different data sources and, and things like that. Now, speaking of data, let's talk about that for a minute, because with technological growth, there is an exponential growth in the amount of data that is gathered to service that technology or is gathered by that technology. What kind of uh, trends do you see as far as the way you have to manage data and maybe the way that's being interpreted and deployed these days? Yeah, data is a challenge. Um, you know, fortunately, with uh, with bandwidth and storage um, becoming more available, less expensive, um, it's easier to collect that data and to put it someplace like in the cloud where you can do some things with it. Um, and then, and then figuring out how to tie that into our products and into our internal systems. Uh, a lot of data generated out of the factory, for example, or data generated by our products in the field. And so it's ever complicated how we uh, bring that together, tie it, to, tie it uh, mesh it up with each other, and uh, make some sense out of it, make our products better. Now, I, ha- I happen to know that you're a, a Minnesota Vikings fan. For people who do <laughs> not know, Vikings. tell me... T- yeah, tell me about this sort of interesting quirk that you noticed at being a data engineer guy. Tell me about that uh, Minnesota Vikings quirk that you noticed. Oh, well, I think it was pretty widely seen out on social media. Uh, people were tweeting out uh, pictures of their Apple smartwatch Um when when the the Minneapolis miracle happened that that uh, playoff game against the the Saints and uh, and you know it looked like we were we were out of it and then this miracle play happens and and so as Vikings fans you know we're, it's like we're conditioned to kind of expect the the loss there and uh, then when the opposite happened then you know it was a high heart rate kind of deal for all of us and and so it was just interesting to see these watches popping up messages for people that had them i don't have one but um saying that, that you know, i think you're having a cardiac event you know kind of thing uh, and that, that was really interesting to me a uh, great example of uh, diagnosing but uh, uh or, or or trying to trying to, to recognize some symptoms but not necessarily having a complete diagnosis 
Yeah, you have to be kind of uh, responsible when you when you collect all of this data. You have to make sure you interpret it uh, appropriately. And I know that, for example, in in your production process, you really take a lot of a lot of care in analyzing the data within your fabrication processes and in your in your factory. Uh, for example, as far as being able to manage quality and um, I know that IoT is starting to play a helpful role in managing that data and the way you interpret it. Let's talk just a little bit, if we could, about some of the benefits you see of IoT and PLM maybe working together. Sure. Um, you know, PLM managing the overall life cycle of the product and and that design data, whether it's a CAD model, um, whether it's uh, drawings or bill of materials and all that stuff and how that flows through the factory and out to customer service. That's, you know, part of the life cycle that we focused on here for a while. But now you bring in all that other data, um, whether it's quality data captured during uh, production um, of, of components, whether it's quality data from uh, the final testing of a product whether it's uh, quality uh, data from the field, from our repair center, wherever it is. Um, it's exciting to f- try to figure out how to bring all that together and really uh, uh, form that uh, digital thread they talk about um, for, uh, throughout the life of a product. And then how, or, or a digital twin, another term that I, I've, I've seen used, and how do you aggregate that? How do you, how do you look at it? One, for a single pro- uh, instance of a product, a particular customer's display, and how do you aggregate it across a model or across all displays that maybe have some common components in them? There's a, there's a lot of stuff there, whether it's coming from the factory or from the field, that, that is going to be uh, uh, interesting and powerful. Has there been one thing you've seen in the last few years and you thought, wow, this is big. Once we figure out everything we can do with this, this is going to change things. Oh, I, I don't know that there's any one thing that uh, that has really made me say that. I I, I mentioned it earlier, talking about uh, the the constant um, shrinking of the size of the pixel, and you know when um, people come and visit Dactronics and they do a tour and they see like our demo area and then see what we've got and what we can do. Uh, the question that I get like every time is, can I get one of those for my basement, for my man cave? Um, and and what's interesting is that. Because uh, it's a big walled size display that, you know, uh, as, as, as the technology has gotten better, you're actually getting to a place where, well, yeah, that actually might be okay for that application. So that's, that's pretty cool. And then I think this IoT, um, just seeing how, how others are using the data. Um, I, I use the, the smartwatch example and kind of pick on Apple a little bit for maybe um, uh, warning people about something that's not really a, a problem. But you see what Apple and Google and others are doing with all that data, trying to figure out how to actually diagnose uh, based on the, the information that they have. Um, lots of studies going on there. Um, and, and I'm curious on, and, and interested in applying that to our products. Now, you know, when we talk about LED boards, as I said, I, I had a little bit of experience with that. And I'm thinking back to a specific model that I worked with that was 16 by 128. <laughs> uh, just a giant. I mean, it looked like a dot matrix. It was, oh, it was like 8-bit. It was absolutely ridiculous. And now we're talking about theoretical HD performance from an LED. At some point, we have to get to 
a point of saturation where the human eye just can't tell the difference, right? Where the only one who can tell what the resolution of that screen is is going to be a computer application. Yeah, going back to your 16 by 128 display, but but they were so cool then. <laughs> they, they, they were awesome. You could do so much. Um, it was so hard to figure out the pictures, though. Yeah, yeah, trying to put content on them. But the things you could do with them were great. And now, yeah, we're, we're increasing, uh, well, increasingly decreasing the size. It keeps uh, improving the resolution of those displays. Uh, you know, are you going to get to a place where you can't, you can't see it with the eye? Yeah, yeah probably. Um, but then you have to factor in that not all these displays are something you're going to walk up to. Many of them are going to be hanging on as a center hung in an arena or on the other side of a stadium uh, or a, a billboard way down the road. Um, and, and so uh, I, I don't know that, that we're uh, risking getting to a point where, where you, know, you can go too far. Are we at a point where software is is kind of going to need to make some sort of exponential leap in order to manage all of the expectations that we're going to place on these new fantastic physical displays? I, I think software has made that leap. I think if you go back um, 15, 20 years and you look at some of the technologies we used and how little actual software there was involved in, in making those uh, uh, displays do what they, what they did, um, and, and, and what we have now and how much farther you can go. I think we've made a leap now. Do I think there are more leaps to make? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think there's so much more potential for what we can do. And, um, you know, the trend in industry is to, you know, get your product out there and then add features through software. And so I think, I think you're going to see that. As we're talking about public facing technology, as we're talking about an exponential growth in the number of people who are deploying these products, as a former software developer and current software enthusiast such as yourself, do you have concern about the security of these things just from a general standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just look at my uh, normal email inbox and all the all the spam and phishing that, that comes into that. And then, and, and all the energy that people are putting into uh, cracking my inbox and getting me to click on something. And, and, and then you think about people applying similar amounts of energy to crack an inanimate object um, that maybe doesn't have the ability to react and, and to recognize the pattern like, like I do. Um, and, and so, and, and the risk that comes from that uh, to us, to our, uh, stakeholders if if we uh, get something out there. So, you know, you talk about um, always worrying about the security. I haven't necessarily always worried about the security for this, but as I got involved in IoT, um, it definitely became something that's more front and center. Um, I'd rather not have to worry about it. I'd rather focus on the fun uh, deployment of cool features and, and that kind of stuff. But security is just part of the deal these days. Is there a project or two, I'm going to give you an out, that you've worked on and you look back at it and you go, man, that was really, really cool? Yeah, I, you know, I, myself, I come from the commercial and the transportation side of the business. It's always really cool when you turn on... Um, a, uh, a television and you're watching something like the Olympics or, or a sporting event and you see the Dactronics logo under the shot clock or on the video display. And so that side of the business has always been exciting to me. Uh, I haven't worked on that many of those projects. So some of my more exciting projects were in the bowels of uh, 
of mass transit stations or uh, out on the side of a highway. And uh, I, don't, I don't know that that's terribly exciting, but they helped me learn a lot. Um, and so, so big projects like uh, the New Jersey uh, Turnpike, where we've got hundreds of displays up and down there, helping helping people uh, find their way, and and uh, like uh, down in Dallas, the, the the tollway and all the displays there to help people uh, get around. Lots of lots of things like that. I like to think about how how on that side of the business we really help people uh, get where they need to go, help them get home to their kids uh, sooner, things like that. Today, I've had a chance to talk to Brian Iwerks. And of course, Brian is an engineering manager with Dagtronics. Brian, thanks so much for taking the time today. It's really been interesting. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. It's been a, been a good time. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.